Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode as part of this series, as well as the regular show. I've got a lineup, a great lineup of guests coming up. And on this podcast, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. All right, for today's episode, Inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Nick Cross. Nick is a safety who played college football at the University of Maryland. During his college football career, Nick was a three-time All-Big Ten Conference honorable mention. And in this past season, he started all 13 games, had 66 tackles, 44 of them solo, and he led the team with three interceptions and two forced fumbles. Nick also had three and a half tackles for lost TFLs, three sacks, and four pass breakups. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to chat with you. I know we've been talking about getting you on the show for a little while now, so it's good to have you on today. So where I want to kick off our conversation is just talking about how you got into football, because it's an interesting story. It's a little different than some of the other guests that I usually have on the show. You actually didn't play football till high school. I know you wanted to as a kid, but your dad wouldn't let you. Tell us more about that. You know, it was just something that, you know, he, he thought wasn't, wasn't good for me at the time. Football is a violent game and caused a lot of head trauma or whatever you want to call it. And when I was younger, he, you know, he just thought it was in my best interest to, you know, wait till my brain was a little more developed, till my body was a little more developed. And he told me that when I got to high school, he let me give it a shot. And, you know, when I got to high school, he, he stood on his word and he let me go out there and play football. And I started playing football at DeMatha as a freshman in 20, 2015. And it went on from there. I started playing defensive end my freshman year, moved to a, a nickel rover position on varsity as a sophomore, and then started playing safety my junior season. So my coach did a good job of trying to just make transitions for me that were pretty easy. You know, first start off at defense and just, just go chase the ball, you know, then move back a level just for, you know, go chase the ball, but you have some coverage responsibilities and junior year just trying to put everything together and have coverage responsibilities and be able to communicate to the rest of the defense. Sure. And you've played other sports, basketball, soccer. You've been a competitive athlete for quite a while before even playing football. What are some of the things that you've taken away from being a competitive athlete that you feel are important components to being successful as you look to this next level of going into the NFL, as well as just to be successful in life? I'm going to think, you know, being, being a competitor, you know, helps give you that edge. Competing is something that I've always loved to do. It just give you that extra drive, that extra will to win, so to speak, just so that, you know, when days are hard, real competitors don't don't give in, they don't give up, and they see through whatever they're doing, you know, and it, it, it carries over into all aspects of life. Just, you know, the competitor in me doesn't allow me to, you know, stop unless something's done or stop unless, you know, I get the result that I, I want. Absolutely. And when you started playing football, what was it about the game that made you fall in love with it? 
Um, it was just the, the excitement, the thrill of, you know, the contact, the excitement, the fans. Just, you know, it just looked like an exciting game, something that, you know, could be fun as a team sport. And, you know, I love spending time with my teammates and all that. So it was just something that I was I was drawn to. And when I was able to finally play, you know, I definitely fell in love with it. And I heard that you used to watch uh, YouTube videos to to pick up things on football. Tell us about how, why did you start watching videos on YouTube and what kind of things would you watch? I always watched it when I was a kid. My favorite players who I watched, you know, when I first wanted to start playing, I wanted to play running back. Um, Clinton Portis, who played for the, the Washington football team. He he was one of my favorite players. I wanted to, I aspired to be like him, Adrian Peterson. And then started reading an article about, you know, playing defense. And I started looking at defensive players, you know, Sean Taylor and, and Ed and all those. And I really started, you know, when I went to high school, I told the coach I wanted to play safety. And they didn't really play right away, but, you know, Later down the line, as I continue to progress in my development, they, you know, allowed me to play. And, you know, I never look back from there. But I would always watch highlights, you know, watch highlights of different players, you know, and just enjoy enjoy being a fan of the game. And being a defensive back, it's one of the hardest positions to play in all of football, as they say. What about you makes you elite at that position? I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a great athlete. I feel like I'm incredibly smart back there. I know, you know, I, I pick them on tendencies on different offenses, you know, different route combinations. A stickler on studying the quarterback, what his tendencies are, what he likes to do, where he likes to go with the ball. Uh, I feel like, you know, my range in the in the middle of the field is is extraordinary. And I feel like, you know, I just have a complete skill set. Of course, everything takes time and, you know, you have to continue to get better at all aspects of the game. But I feel like, you know, I have all the tools and capabilities to do anything on the back end. So let's talk about you playing football at Maryland. Tell us about what your college football experience has been like for you. Um, it was fun. I, I really enjoyed playing college football. It was something that, you know, I dreamed of as a kid, playing college football on a big stage. And, you know, Maryland being in the Big Ten, we definitely played on a big stage, you know, playing the Ohio States of the world, the Michigan, Michigan Michigan State. And it was just a, a great, a great opportunity, a great fortune to be able to go out there and play against, you know, such great talent. And just to go out there and compete, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a competitor and I enjoyed being able to compete. And the teammates in the locker room that I had from when I was a freshman to when I left, a couple months ago, you know, I loved all of them. I loved being around them, and they were too truly fun to be around. Game day was nothing short of special, you know, from the turf walk to, you know, hearing the fans in the stadium to, you know, singing the fight song afterwards. It was it was definitely something that I would cherish for the rest of my life. And you started, had 21 starts in your career. What was it about you? Like, what are the things that you did to make you competitive, to make you a great player, that to ensure that you were a high performer throughout the season? It was just, you know, little things, you know, studying extra film, making sure that, you know, your opponent inside and out, knowing the personnel, knowing who you're going up against, where the offense likes to go with the ball, studying the coordinators, you know, because coordinators carry their offenses to wherever they go. Um, just knowing where he likes to go, what his, his sweet spots in the field are, what his bread and butter plays are. And at the end of the day, you know, taking care of my body, making sure that you know I'm in as best shape as possible to go out there and play on Saturdays. Winning in both life and football is all about overcoming obstacles. We all have different stories. We all have different things that we've overcome. Can you share with us an obstacle that you've had to overcome to be where you're at today? I feel like, you know, I've always, you know, had to overcome just the the newness to the game. You know, it's not something that I've been playing my entire life like other people who I've played with or played against. Um, It's something that is still relatively new. And it's just, you know, trying to continue to get better and, and catch up with the rest of the competition, so to speak. So I think that, you know, other than that, I've been pretty fortunate to have had a, lived a blessed life and not to have any 
you know, any super obstacles to overcome. But I feel like just, you know, continuing to get better and continuing to catch up to the rest of the field and, you know, playing experience and everything is something that, you know, is always has to overcome, have to overcome. And we all have things, experiences, moments in our life that really help us to grow and become better players, better individuals. Can you tell us a time that was a growth moment for you where you really felt like that experience helped shape you to become a better player? I'd probably say when I first got to Maryland, not playing. I didn't play as much as I wanted to the first half of the season. And it was really just, you know, a moment to sit back and know that I, I had all the athletic tools, but, you know, if I didn't know the playbook or if I didn't, wasn't able to go out there and make the right communication, I wouldn't be able to play. And, you know, I was able to, it gave me time to really sit down and focus on, you know, getting comfortable into the playbook, you know, letting the game slow down a little bit so that I can go out there and make the right communication, make the right calls and checks so that the defense can play fast and I can play fast as well. And I mentioned when I read your bio that this past season you had three interceptions, two forced fumbles. Is there anything that you did differently this season than the other seasons in training or just trying to be better at the game? Um, I would say that, you know, this offseason I really dedicated time to, you know, learning the game, making sure that I knew how often to try to attack certain defenses. Every day during the offseason, me and Coach Baker, we would sit in his office and we'd watch film, NFL film, college film, just just watch the chess match in the game, just, you know, how offensive coordinators try to attack defense coordinators, how defenses try to present things to the offense so that they can get the results that they want. And, you know, it really opened my eyes and allowed me to see the game in a different light. Training was training. You know, I continued to train hard, you know, I hit the track, you know, I hit the pool, hit multiple workouts a day just to, you know, make sure that my body's conditioned so that I can go out there and perform at a high level. And then I really just put an emphasis on, you know, taking the ball away, practice punching the ball out, going for interceptions instead of past breakups and just trying to go out there and and see test my limits during practice and see you know where I can where I can get let things slide and where I, I can't let things slide just play around with things and you know continue to just study the game and study the film and as you look back on your entire college career what was the most memorable game for you I'd probably say you know we have a couple I'd probably say first and foremost the, the pinstripe bowl win Last season was was very memorable. You know, the entire experience going to New York and being able to go and spend time with your teammates and and enjoy the the four or five days we were down there. And then on top of that, being able to play in such a legendary stadium as as Yankee Stadium and and going and and winning the way we did and finishing off the season the way with a winning record, you know, seven to six and taking that next step to you know becoming the team we wanted to be was was something that I always look back on. You know, every day. Some way, shape, or form, you know, I'm always reminded of pinstripe ball. You know, I have the still have the, the bracelet on from when we went. Uh, another game will probably be West Virginia, first game of the season. You know, we coming off a of COVID year where we only played five games, and you know, it was almost surreal thinking that wow, college football is really back in its purest form. And it was just fun. You know, we were able to play out there. We played a a great game, often even special teams, and we were able to get the win in front of our home crowd. Um, we had. New, jersey, new uniforms on, so it was, you know, definitely, you know, a lot of hype behind the game. We all played well, and we, we got the win. Absolutely. And so let's talk about, you still have college eligibility left, but you decided to come out. Why now? Uh, I would say that, you know, I feel like I was ready to take that next step. At the end of the day, I live in the here and now, and, you know, it was always a dream of mine to go play in the NFL. And over the past three years, you know, hard work, you know, with help from my coaches, I've been able to you know, be afforded the, the opportunity to have that you know, as, as an option to be able to potentially leave early. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was something, you know, I had an opportunity and, you know, I wanted to take full advantage of it. And, you know, I made the decision to, to, to come out and declare for the draft and, and not look back. 
And I want to talk about the combine here in a minute, but before we go there, talk about some of the things that you were doing in, in your preparation and your training for the combine. Um, went down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Matt Gates and Tony Villani XP. Uh, I feel like they're the best training facility in the country when it comes to getting athletes ready for the combine, getting guys ready to run the 40, do the position work, do the skill, the agility drills and everything. So, you know, I went down there, met with Matt, met with Tony, and basically, you know, I told him what I wanted to do. My goals were for the combine. You know, it's really just, you know, it's too much for, you know, something that I, I, I miss right now. You know, I really enjoy, you know, going down there, waking up and, and training and really just, you know, being able to focus on, on football. We work out twice a day, you know, massage, physical therapist, you know, everything that they had down there just used it to its fullest to be able to take care of my body and make sure I was in tip top shape. It was just a, it was a great experience. You know, we worked on, on our 40, we worked on, you know, make sure we were strong, fast, explosive. So we can go out there and put up amazing numbers. And, you know, it was definitely fulfilling to see on this whole weekend, you know, see myself and all the rest of the guys who trained down there go put up monstrous numbers. Tariq Wallen, you know, Kalon, Taquan, Chig, all of them just being able to put up monster numbers at the combine. And, and it just showed the hard work and the, the competitive atmosphere we had down there. Absolutely. And you showed out as well down at the combine, ended up running a 4-3-4 for your 40, which was the fastest safety to run this year. So awesome job there. 37 inch vertical jump, 130 inch broad jump, you know, great, great job. And obviously a testament to the hard work that you've put in while getting ready for the, the combine. And you mentioned Chig, your teammate also did well, you know, number one tight end to run uh, the 40 as well, 4.52. So you guys are definitely doing something, something right down there. So talk to us about your combine experience. What was it like for you just being there? Not just the drills, but just the whole overall experience there. It was a lot of fun. I mean, at the end of the day, they're one of 324 guys to be invited to the, to the combine. So among elite company, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's not something that everybody wakes up and gets to, gets to do is go to the combine. You know, it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. At the end of the day, you know, it was, it was a, mem- a very memorable experience from the moment I got off a plane in Indianapolis to the moment I got back home to, to, to Maryland. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, being able to go meet the guys, you know, see some guys you haven't seen since high school at those big camps and everything. And, you know, see some some guys you and you really become friends with a lot of the guys, you know, although the groups kind of overlapped and, you know, were intermingled here and there, you know, you're able to you know run into a couple guys and, and just really just form form bonds and relationships that, you know, I feel like some of them can carry over into lifetime. You know, you meet a lot of head coaches that you growing up watching on TV, you know, watching different, seeing different scouts and just, you know, going through the interview process. And those days were they were long days, but in the day, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know, all the medical stuff. It was definitely something that I cherished and something that, you know, I just had to live in the moment and enjoy. Absolutely. And and great opportunities to connect with awesome people in the industry, which is always important because, as you know, football is small. And so you never know where your career will take you. So great opportunity to to meet with awesome people in the industry. So if someone were to ask you, Nick, why should a team pick you over someone else? What would you say? Well, I would say, you know, I have the, the capability of doing a lot for your team and can play anywhere on the, in the defensive backfield, in the post, in the box, on the hash. I can blitz, I can play man coverage, play zone coverage, nickel, anything. I play all four special teams when I was in, in college, played up multiple positions on each special team. And at the end of the day, um, I also can't have the ability to catch punts. And at the end of the day, you know, I feel like, you know, off the field, you never have to worry about me. You know, I'm a pro's pro. I feel like I handle myself with the professional manner with a professional mindset and 
you know, I'd be a great ambassador for any organization that decides to give me an opportunity. Great answer. So at some point, football will eventually come to an end. Have you thought about what your plans are after you're done playing? I still want to go back and get my get my degree. You know, I didn't finish. I wasn't able to finish my degree when I, you know, before I declare it. Um, I want to be able to go back and do that. Hopefully be able to get into the broadcasting field once I'm, you know, done. Hopefully, you know, I'm able to have a, a very long career and, you know, get into the broadcasting. And, you know, my degree was in finance. So, you know, something along the lines of investment banking or money management, things like that. All right. So what I want to do now is run you through my two-minute drill, ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. First question is, outside of football, what do you like to do? I'm a pretty chill person. I like to, you know, watch Netflix. I watch Hulu. I like to cook a little bit, travel, avid sneaker collection that, you know, I'm very proud of. So I do a lot of collecting shoes and collecting cologne as well. I have a couple of colognes I like to wear. And what do you like to cook? I'll cook anything. I like cooking, you know, steak. I'll cook breakfast. Favorite meals do either pancakes or french toast so i'll cook one of those too okay next question is what is one thing most people don't know about you i actually play saxophone i play saxophone since i was in fourth grade haven't played it as frequently as i used to but you know i still have a, a general gist of how to play it and could still you know bang out a couple songs oh that's awesome what three words would you use to describe yourself smart tough reliable Great three choices. If you had one intro song that could be played at all of your public appearances, what would that song be? It's called Bring It On by NBA Youngboy. Uh, I'm not a huge Youngboy fan, but, you know, Chig has been very adamant about me listening to NBA Youngboy. And, you know, that was, <laughs> that was, that was one of the songs that, you know, I like, I like listening to for, by him. What is the best piece of advice you've been given by a coach? It's all about the work. At the end of the day, you know, it's all about continuing to get better, continuing to improve yourself in every aspect. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, every day you want to improve, you know, even if it's minute 1%, you know, we want to be able to get 1% better. Those 1%, you know, will stack up at the end of the day and you'll look up and however long and, you know, you'll see how far you came. And it'll, you'll be you'll be happy with that. Absolutely. It's all about that 1% uh, has a compounding effect too. So if you just keep focusing on 1% better every single day, they say in a year, you're going to be amazed at how far you've come. So the next question, I'm going to flip it and ask you, what is the best piece of advice you would give someone? I would say trust the process. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, everybody's process is different. Every, everybody's path is different. So, I mean, you know, don't try to compare yourself to somebody else's path or how they got to where they got to. At the end of the day, your path is your path and, you know, where you're going to end up is where you need to be. It might not where you be where you want to be right now, but at the end of the day, you're going to end up where you need to be. And at the end of the day, you're only competing with yourself, trying to be the best version of yourself you can be every day. Absolutely. And trust the process is one of my favorite quotes. I talk about it a lot on the show too. So the next question is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? I'll say Jesus. I invite, invite God, make sure, you know, ask him a couple questions. Who else would I invite? Probably invite my mom. She, she can um, experience that with me. And then I'll invite, I'll invite probably either Ed Reed or Sean Taylor, one of those two. I'm just pick their brand a little bit. I've met, actually talked to Ed Reed a little bit before. But, you know, either one of those two, just being sit down and talk to them and gain knowledge from them would be, would be nice. Great three choices. Do you sing in the shower? Do I sing in the shower? Occasionally, if, you know, there's a song that I've been listening to or a song that's stuck in my head, you know, a few, a few not so melodious notes might come out of my come out of my mouth, but you know, I don't do it's not an everyday thing, but sometimes yeah, I do. All right. So as we look to close the show, let people know where can they follow you. So my Instagram is Nick underscore cross twenty six. Twitter's the same thing, 
So you can just follow me there. I'm more of an Instagram user than a Twitter user, but at the end of the day, you can follow me on both and you know, I'll, get, I'll follow you back. Perfect. And we'll make sure to have those in the show notes so people can follow you. Nick, thank you so much for joining the show today. No, thank you for having me. And I wish you much success in this next chapter. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. Once again, if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend or two about the show as well. It's one way you can help me to move the ball. All right. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.